We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all of these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet. Dot com to start winning. And away we go. Episode 161 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Thursday, October 7th. 2021, before we move any further, I have to ask you a question. Is something big going to happen today with the Washington football team? Why am I asking that, you ask? Because today is October 7th. Oh, you didn't know? October 7th, 2019, Washington fired Jay Gruden as head coach, and Bruce Allen, at a press conference later that day, made the all-time comment about the culture of the team. You know, the culture is actually damn good. Yes, Brucey, thank you. Two years ago today, you said that. October 7th, 2020, Ron Rivera benched Dwayne Haskins and demoted him to QB3. Something major with the team currently known as the Washington football team has happened on each of the last two October 7ths. Is today going to continue that streak or does the streak end today? We shall see. But hello and welcome to this Thursday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. This is a loaded show 
on the Washington football team, which practiced on Wednesday in preparation for the Sunday afternoon's game against the New Orleans Saints at FedEx Field at 1. Although we should maybe put practiced in quotation marks because like half of the team was on the injury report and it turns out that another player was added to the reserve injured list in Logan Thomas. Not good. Full injury report is coming up next segment during which we'll also get into how Washington is handling Ryan Vermillion being on administrative leave. A legendary figure in Washington history was at Washington practice on Wednesday. Taylor Heineke, believe it or not, has been a top 15 quarterback in the NFL so far this season. No, that is not a hot take. That is a more than reasonable take. That is a statistically verified take. And by the way, top 15 may well be being conservative. You could argue that he has been a top 10 quarterback. I will provide the evidence in just a bit. In addition to going through some good stuff from Heineke at his post-practice press conference on Wednesday regarding running and regarding Terry McLaurin. Yeah, we're going to do some Terry McLaurin appreciation on this installment of the podcast because McLaurin has been terrific so far this season. I will talk Washington defense or the problems on defense, more on the players or the coaches. I'm going to get into that and more, including what Ron Rivera at his post-practice press conference on Wednesday said in response to being asked to evaluate Chase Young's season so far. Speaking of Ron's Wednesday presser, he added gave the best answers that I believe he has given by far regarding the Dustin Hopkins situation. You know, we don't have to agree with what old Don Ron said, but we at least now have a better understanding of where he's coming from. I'm going to discuss that. Always know you hear every key piece of audio from the likes of Ron Rivera and whoever happens to be Washington's starting quarterback at the time and Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio on this show, on this podcast. We bring you things no other show or podcast does. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Howard Gutman, the former United States ambassador to Belgium, one of many big shots who listen to this podcast. He's a big Washington football team fan, writes Ambassador Gutman. Uh, we were at the wedding of Mark Warner's daughter in King George, Virginia on Sunday, and so I had to watch the game at night on tape Trust me when I tell you that the game was even uglier at midnight than it was at one in the afternoon. I know that you have to take PFF rankings with a grain of salt. Hindsight is always 20-20 or 50-50 if you're Steve Spurrier, continues the ambassador. Uh, Four games do not a season or a career make. Jamin Davis and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, in some respects, play different linebacker positions, although given that Davis has been in really only on coverage downs, that's not really true. And then now, four games into the season, our defense is horrendous. Davis could not even get on the field, losing out to two steps too slow Bostic. And, and, wait for it, Owusu Koromoa has the highest PFF grade of any linebacker in the league. Oi! Uh, thank you for the email, Ambassador Gutman. I love the ambassador citing pro football focus grades. That's outstanding. So, all right, a few things here. For the record, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is the number two linebacker in the NFL so far this season based on overall grades for pro football focus. Buffalo's Matt Milano 
is number one. Uh, the overall pro football focus grade of Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa so far this season is 89.8. The overall PFF grade of Jamin Davis so far this season is 54.5. Uh, PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. So again, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, 89.8. Jamin Davis, 54.5. Uh, just to refresh everyone's memory, Washington took Jamin with the number 19 pick in the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft, ended up passing on JOK twice. Uh, the Cleveland Browns took JOK in the second round with the number 52 overall pick, one pick after Washington took Samuel Cosme with the number 51 overall pick. The Browns took JOK off making a trade with the Carolina Panthers. Now, Cosme is doing a nice job so far this season. His overall PFF grade is 73.7. But yeah, JOK has done quite well. JOK has been A-OK. Now, it's important to note this. ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter on May 3rd tweeted that JOK, quote, had a heart issue that came up late in the process and was a concern for most teams, end quote. Schefter added that doctors ultimately cleared JOK, but also that the heart issue did contribute to him falling in the 2021 draft. So it may well be that Washington took Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa off its draft board because of the heart issue, and it could be that this heart issue ends up being an issue for JOK. He is an undersized NFL linebacker, but of course size is in everything. Uh, I do think that the lack of success for Isaiah Simmons in his 2020 rookie season For the Arizona Cardinals hurt JOK because he and Simmons were viewed as similar players. It is so early with Jamin Davis. I think it's too early to be panicking. He was only a starter at Kentucky for one season. It became clear months ago that it was going to take time with Jamin Davis. He does have all of the measurables. Every indication is that he has the right attitude. But no doubt, right now, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, greater than sign Jamin Davis, okay? Like, if you're being objective about this, if you're being fair about this, right now, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is the much better and much more impactful linebacker when compared with Jamin Davis. But we are very early into the process. Well, no law firm in the D.C. area is greater than Paulson and Nace when it comes to representing you if you've been wronged. Uh, Paulson and Nace handles complex personal injury, medical negligence, and wrongful death cases. The services of Paulson and Nace are available in D.C., Maryland, and West Virginia. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace is a family law firm. The Naces are DMV through and through, big Washington football team fans. Paulson and Nace has decades of experience trying cases to jury verdicts and fighting for those injured through no fault of their own. Barry Nace and Chris Nace are both past presidents of the D.C. Trial Lawyers. Matt Nace is a member of the D.C. Trial Lawyers and has just tried two cases in D.C. Look, I've known the Naces for 25 plus years. These are good people, smart people who are excellent at what they do. Paulson and Nace has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. It's very simple. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. If you feel as if you've been wronged, If you have a complex personal injury, medical negligence, or wrongful death case, or you think that you may have one but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Yeah, you're obligated to nothing. You can call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. 
That's 202-902-7611. When you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Make sure that you say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Al Galdi podcast. Here's what I got going on. Schedule a no-obligation appointment by calling 202-902-7611. Paulson and Nace, when tragedy happens, let their family take care of yours. The 2-2 two and two Washington football team on Wednesday began the team's practice week for this Sunday afternoon's game against the 2-2 two and two New Orleans Saints in FedEx Field at 1. So we knew that Washington suffered a number of injuries in the 34-30 win at the Atlanta Falcons last Sunday. Washington on Tuesday placed John Bostic and Torrey McTire on the reserve injured list. And on Wednesday, the injury news did get worse as Washington placed Logan Thomas on the reserve injured list. Uh, Terrible news. Uh, Logan suffered a hamstring injury in the first quarter of the win at the Falcons. The initial belief was that this was a week-to-week thing. So, like, nobody was counting necessarily on Logan playing against the Saints this Sunday, but you at least thought that there was a possibility and you felt like, all right, week by week, we'll see if Logan Thomas is good to go here. Well, no. Now he's going to be out until at least deep into the month of October Due to this hamstring injury, uh, Washington, as a corresponding roster move to placing Logan Thomas on the reserve injured list, signed a tight end on Wednesday. Washington on Wednesday signed tight end Jace Sternberger off the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. So for now, your four tight ends on the Washington football team's active roster are Ricky Seals-Jones, John Bates, Samus Reyes, and Jace Sternberger. Depth at tight end was a big-time issue going into this season, and that depth now being very much tested with Logan Thomas on the reserve injured list. Then you have Washington's injury report for Wednesday. Uh, The report was about a mile long. Six Washington players did not practice. Five of them were offensive players. Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, Cam Sims, and Brandon Sheriff. Now, Thursday is a much more telling day than Wednesday, but initially here in the practice week, five Washington offensive players not practicing, six total Washington offensive players not practicing. The lone Washington defensive player who did not practice on Wednesday, Cole Holcomb. And these are just the guys who did not practice. You also had six Washington players listed on the injury report as having been limited in practice on Wednesday. Five of those six guys were defensive players. Benjamin St. Juice, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, James Smith-Williams, and DeShazer Everett. Now, I actually find it encouraging that Benjamin St. Juice was limited. I think it would have been more concerning had he not practiced, so maybe just maybe Benjamin St. Juice will be good to go for Sunday against the Saints of missing the win at the Falcons due to a concussion. But yeah, Six guys limited in practice, five of the guys defensive players, the lone Washington offensive player who was limited in practice on Wednesday, J.D. McKissick. This was easily Washington's busiest injury report so far this season. For comparison's sake, by the way, just three players were listed by the Saints on their injury report. And this ultra-busy Washington football team injury report comes as Washington is without It's head athletic trainer. Yeah, we on Monday learned that Washington Director of Sports Medicine and head athletic trainer Ryan Vermillion 
has been placed on administrative leave for what the team calls an ongoing criminal investigation unrelated to the team. The DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration and the Loudoun County Sheriff's Department conducted a search at Washington's practice facility on Friday. Put aside the legal implications, from purely a football standpoint, the timing of this could not be worse. Washington's active roster players are as banged up as they've been all season, and the head athletic trainer is on administrative leave. However, guess who was at Washington practice on Wednesday helping out? Bubba Tyre, the greatest Washington trainer of all time. The legendary Bubba Tyre. How about that? You know, the stuff that went on with Larry Hess, now the stuff that at least Ryan Vermillion is being investigated on, it made you, if you're a longtime fan of the team currently known as the Washington football team, perhaps say to yourself, where have you gone, Bubba Tyre? Well, Bubba Tyre was at Washington practice on Wednesday, incredibly enough. Bubba Tyre, Lamar Bubba Tyre, 37 seasons with the Washington athletic training staff, 25 of those seasons as head athletic trainer. Tyre originally joined the Washington athletic training staff in 1971. Uh, He became a member of the first staff of George Allen. Bubba Tyre is a legendary name in the annals of Washington football. Ron Rivera on Wednesday at his post-practice press conference on the presence of Bubba Tyre and on how Washington is handling head athletic trainer duties while Ryan Vermillion is on administrative leave. Well, for the most part, Bubba is is really just here volunteering. He's, you know, he, he's, he came in to, to help out and that's it. I mean, he, you know, he's got time and he would love to, have, you know, he wanted to come and just help us. So he's volunteering. And, and for the most part, you know, as far as we're concerned, um, you know, we're going to do everything pretty much by committee. I, I go down there and I check in and I check in with uh, the trainers and then I check in with our therapists uh, and we go from there. Yeah, let's make something very clear about this Ryan Vermillion thing. Again, putting aside the legal stuff, him being on administrative leave is a competitive disadvantage for Washington. Losing your head athletic trainer as A, the team's active roster players are as banged up as they've been so far this season, and B, as the team's schedule is stiffening big time, is not at all ideal, okay? I mean, there's never a great time to lose your head athletic trainer, but now in particular is a bad time for the Washington football team. And how Washington does from an injury treatment standpoint and from an injury prevention standpoint the rest of the season, very big deals. And those things to me are going to go a long way toward determining what kind of a season this ends up being for Washington. Well, another major factor in determining what kind of a season this ends up being for Washington, the play of Taylor Heineke. Are you aware that Heineke so far this season has been an upper half, maybe even upper third of the league quarterback? Yeah, it's true. I'll explain after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you missed my conversation with Taylor Heineke's collegiate head coach, former Old Dominion head coach Bobby Wilder, I would highly encourage you to check that out. He was excellent in giving an X's and O's breakdown of what Heineke has been doing. Coach Wilder joined me on Wednesday's show episode 160. So I tweeted this out on Tuesday, where Washington football team quarterback Taylor Heineke ranks through week four in the major statistical categories for quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke through week four among qualified NFL quarterbacks is number 13 in ESPN's total QBR, number 11 in yards per pass attempt, number 13 in yards per completion, number 9 in passer rating, number 8 in completion percentage, number 8 in Football Outsiders DVOA metric. DVOA stands for Defense Adjusted Value Over Average, is a great measurement of per-play efficiency. And number 10 in Football Outsiders DYAR metric. DYAR stands for Defense Adjusted Yards Above Replacement is similar to war, wins above replacement in baseball. Taylor Heineke is top 13 in the NFL in many of the most meaningful statistical categories in the NFL for quarterbacks. Top 13. And he's top 10 in a number of them. What does all of this mean? I'm not saying that this means he's a top 13 quarterback in the NFL. But what I am saying is that so far this season, he has played like a top 13 quarterback in the NFL. That's significant. That should not go unnoticed. You know, not bad for a guy who had no chance of doing well in the wild card game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last January, as we heard from many in the media mob. You know, not bad for a guy who had no business in training camp competing to be Washington's starting quarterback, as we heard from many in the media. Oh, the Taylor Heineke deniers, okay? The Tay-Tay haters, the Taters, uh, they're not happy with these rankings that I just took it through. I promise you that, oh, I don't care about stats. Uh, oh, you can make numbers say anything. Um, Actually, not really. 
Okay, that sounds great to say, but it's actually not really true. But you can tell yourself whatever it is you need to tell yourself, okay? In order to feel good about yourself, you do what you need to do. You do you, okay? <laughs> you do you for now. Uh, anyway, another major test for Taylor Heineke as Washington football team quarterback will take place on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints at FedEx Field. The Saints through week four are number two in the NFL in total defense per Football Outsiders DVOA metric. The Saints have a really good defense. This is a big test for Taylor Heineke and this Washington football team offense. However, the Saints are coming off a game in which they gave up quite a bit to New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Saints lost at home to the Giants 27-21 in overtime last Sunday. Daniel Jones in that game went 28-40 of for 402 yards two touchdowns, and an interception. He was not sacked at all, and he had four carries for 27 yards. Jones, of course, is mobile. Heineke, of course, is mobile. Might Heineke this Sunday be able to have success the way that Jones last Sunday had success? This was Heineke on Wednesday at his post-practice press conference. Yeah, see, that's that's one of those things where we don't look too far into it. That's that's one of those uh, part of my game where it kind of just happens. Um, again, like I said before, we, you know, the the primary thing is getting the ball in my hands and those playmakers guys' hands and letting them do their thing. And if stuff breaks down, then yeah, um, I'll take off and and get what I can. So, um, you know, we see some things on film that we're like, hey, maybe maybe you might have a, a lane here too, you know, there, but. Um, Again, that's not something that we really put a lot of emphasis on. So how about the last part of that answer from Taylor Heineke? Quote, that's not something that we really put a lot of emphasis on, end quote. That stands out to me of what Bobby Wilder revealed to us on Wednesday's show, that Ron Rivera has let Taylor Heineke know in uh, no uncertain terms that Heineke needs to stay healthy. It sounded from what Coach Wilder said, like Ron let Heineke really have it in terms of Heineke needing to stay healthy at one point. But that does explain why we've seen Heineke slide prematurely on some recent scrambles. You know, he's playing things conservatively, at least most of the time, on his runs. Now, this brings us to an inevitable question. How does Heineke balance trying to stay healthy with knowing how productive he can be as a runner. Here was Heineke on Wednesday on that issue. Yeah, there's a, it's a very thin line there. So there's a couple times on third down where I'm, I'm scrambling and I'm uh, trying to get the first down. Uh, But with that new rule change, when you dive head first, they kind of stop it where you dive from. So yeah, you want to get the first down, but at the same time, you don't want to take that hit and maybe be knocked out for weeks. So, um, you know, it's a very, you know, thin line there. But again, at the same time, um, you know, the the best ability is availability. So, um, you know, we if it's fourth and one, we have a lot of confidence in, in converting that. So um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Now, Heineke did take a nasty shot in the 34-30 win at the Atlanta Falcons. Washington's second offensive drive started late in the first quarter, resulted in an early second quarter turnover on downs. Fifth snap of the drive and the first snap of the second quarter, Taylor Heineke took a wicked shot from Falcons linebacker Foyer Aluikin on a first and 10 under center boot scramble that technically was a sack 
for zero yards. Of course, what sticks with you the most from Heineke's performance in the win at the Falcons is his clutch play. Two baller plays in particular. Two touchdown passes over the final four minutes of the game to lead Washington to overcoming a 30-22 fourth quarter deficit. The first of those two touchdown passes, Heideke's fourth quarter first and 10, 17-yard under center play action touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin to cut Washington's deficit to 30-28 on a miracle play as Heineke somehow escaped being sacked by edge rusher Dante Fowler Jr. and then took a shot from linebacker Foye Oluokin while heaving up a prayer into the end zone. Now, a lot has been made of that throw from Heineke having been a reckless throw. Uh, Not necessarily. Coach Wilder, in his appearance on this podcast on Wednesday's show, explained that Heineke probably doesn't make that throw if he's not throwing to the great Terry McLaurin. And sure enough, this was Heineke on Wednesday on that throw. Yeah, so that play was unique in a way where I was looking at the crossing, um, crossing eight that we call it. Uh, That was my first read, and I saw that middle deep safety take it. And I knew we had a one-on-one with Terry. So when I kind of get out of that pressure and I saw Terry wide up in the end zone, I knew it was just him in that corner. Um, And again, when you have a one-on-one with Terry, you want to capitalize on that. So... You know, throwing it up to him, you, you have a lot of confidence in him to, you know, come down with that ball. If not, break it up. So um, that was one of those, hey, Terry, make a play. If not, uh, help me out a little bit. Let, let it not be an interception. Yeah, so there was a method to Heineke's madness with that throw. The idea that that throw was some reckless, flippant, out-of-control, turnover-worthy throw, and eh, not really. I mean, there was definite risk with the throw. Don't hear me wrong. But that wasn't just some, uh, I don't know what to do. Let me just throw up the football and see what happens. Like, no, there was some thought put behind that throw. Taylor Heineke's processing speed is top notch. We talked about that with Coach Wilder. And Heineke's processing speed was a big part of that fourth quarter touchdown pass to McLaurin in the win at the Falcons. Now, with McLaurin, he is having some season. McLaurin in the win at the Falcons, six receptions for 123 yards and two touchdowns on 13 targets and playing on 97% of Washington's offensive snaps. Now, it is true that McLaurin did almost have a killer loss fumble in the game. The drive that resulted in Taylor Heineke's third and seven 30-yard shotgun touchdown pass to J.D. McKissick with 33 seconds left in the fourth quarter on a broken play included this. Third snap of the drive, Terry McLaurin, a drop on a Taylor Heineke first and 10 shotgun incompletion that you could argue Should have been a lost fumble by McLaurin. But yeah, uh, McLaurin has been great this season. Terry McLaurin through week four is tied for first in the NFL in receptions of 15 or more yards with 11, is seventh in the NFL in receiving yards at 354, and is tied for eighth in the NFL in receiving first downs at 17. This is his third NFL season, right? 2019 third round pick out of Ohio State. He has played with about, what, 87 different Washington quarterbacks so far in his brief career, and all he has done is produce. Ron Rivera, at his post-practice press conference on Wednesday, on what stands out to him about Terry McLaurin's preparation each week. How hard he works. I mean, he takes care of himself first, so how hard he works when he gets his, you know, he's, he's right in the training room, he's getting a little extra work. 
getting you know in the in 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 the ice tubs, um, having the having the therapist work on him. Uh, then you watch him in the meetings. You know he he's near the front. He's he's attentive. He's got his books out. He's got his notes out. You know he's his heads up constantly. Then you go out. And you watch him come out and he gets warmed up. You watch him go through that process and everything he does he does like he's been in the league for six seven eight years i mean he 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 has the good habits that you want players to have and when you have good habits like that you can build on 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 your performance you know i used to watch mike singletary all the time the way he 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 prepped the way he practiced the way he played everything matched and and i see that from young men like terry and that's that's very impressive that's quite the compliment from Ron Rivera, Terry McLaurin is Mike Singletary-like. Uh, Ron, of course, played with Singletary on the Chicago Bears. Ron then got asked a follow-up question. Is Terry McLaurin underrated? <laughs> uh, I hope that's how people approach him. Um, because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, he, he, he's, 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 he's a starting wide receiver in this league is what he is. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a one. And he's the kind of guy that you know that 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 you can uh, count on to do the things that need to be done and done the right way. And he's a great example for our young receivers. And it's a young group, <laughs> believe it or not. You know, we, we brought in Hump, and Hump's a little bit older, but it's a young group. And after Hump, I think Terry's the next senior guy. So it's it's a good, well Curtis, excuse me. So it, it it is a good group of guys to to follow his example. Yeah, few things in sports over the last year have been dumber than that dopey NFL Top 100 list on NFL Network this past August, not including Terry McLaurin. How is he not among the top 100 players in the NFL, especially when other receivers like Cole Beasley and Corey Davis were on that list? Beasley was number 96. Davis was number 91, and McLaurin was nowhere to be found. You know, that list is put together by what players have to say. This goes to show you how players really don't know as much as some of them seem to think uh, that they know. Now, I guess you have to say this with Cole Beasley. Uh, Washington's defense made Beasley look like Jerry Rice in that loss at the Buffalo Bills in Week 3. But still, Terry McLaurin 100% deserved to be on that NFL top 100 list. Not that that list matters all that much, but that just still annoys me that McLaurin wasn't on that list. Anyway, here was Taylor Heineke at his post-practice press conference on Wednesday on whether McLaurin is underrated. Yeah, I always knew he was good just watching film on him. Uh, Again, every time he's one-on-one, he seems to get open and and make plays. Uh, So um, for anyone saying that he's not a number one receiver, uh, I don't know what kind of film they're watching. Um, The guy's fast. The guy runs great routes. And then with balls in his hand, he makes things happen. So, um, you know, you guys seen it throughout this year. And hopefully he just keeps playing at that level. Yeah, you think about Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin. Might it be? that McLaurin finally has himself an upper half of the NFL starting quarterback in Heineke. Heineke's performance so far this season says yes. Well, you don't have to say yes to your lawn not looking as you want it to look. If you don't have the time or the knowledge to make your lawn look great, no worries. Let Weedman take care of your lawn. If you're not satisfied with who is currently caring for your lawn, make the switch to Weedman. And now's the perfect time because Weedman 
has a special offer going on for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a fall tune-up at a great price in aeration and two fall fertilization services for just $209. That's about $100 off the usual price for those services. That price is a steal. That price applies to lawns of up to 6,000 square feet. A beautiful spring lawn starts in the fall. Take advantage of this deal. Weedman cares for your lawn so you don't have to. Weedman provides what your lawn needs to look great. Fertilization, weed control, aeration, seeding, and a variety of other services. Weedman is a national network of locally owned franchises, so you'll receive the personal service that you deserve. Weedman answers your phone calls and emails promptly. Weedman does what it says it's going to do. I know all of that sounds simple, and it is, but it's not nearly as common as it should be. Uh, If you have, say, a specific area on your lawn that needs attention, Weedman will take care of that area. You see, with Weedman, you're not dealing with some huge faceless corporation that treats you like a number. Also, Weedman uses superior products that really improve your soil, and Weedman only treats what needs to be treated. And again, Weedman is offering something special to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a fall tune-up at a great price, an aeration and two fall fertilization services for just $209. That's about $100 off the usual price for those services. So here's what you do. Call 571-340-3400. When you call, just make sure that you mention the Al Galdi podcast So you get that special deal. Again, an aeration and two fall fertilization services for just $209. Again, about $100 off the usual price for those services. That phone number again, 571-340-3400. And make sure that you mention the Al Galdi podcast so you get the special deal. You can also Google Weedman and make a web request. Just make sure that you mention the Al Galdi podcast. Weedman, a great lawn at a great price with great personal service. All right, it remains uh, maybe the biggest question for the Washington football team this season. Is the defense going to get its act together? Another chance will come this Sunday afternoon with a game against the New Orleans Saints at FedEx Field at 1. Washington through Week 4 is 28th out of 32 NFL teams in total defense per Football Outsiders, DVOA metric. The pass defense is the thing. Washington through week four is 29th out of 32 NFL teams in pass defense per DVOA as compared to 11th in the NFL in run defense per DVOA. And of course, uh, the Washington football team's pass defense being bad is a big reason for the Washington third down defense being bad. Washington through week four, dead last in the NFL in third down defense. Washington has allowed opponents to go 37 of 62 On third downs, 59.7%. You do not need me to tell you that that's atrocious. Uh, Here was Ron Rivera at his post-practice press conference on Wednesday on where Washington is at through this 2-2 and start over four games. Well, I think for the most part, you know, we're 2-2. and And the disappointing part is, you know, is, 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 or maybe the fortunate part is we still haven't played as well as we're capable. We haven't played the, 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 the way we want. Um, there are some obviously things that we're still working on getting corrected. Um, but, you know, 
that's where we are. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm just, you know, there's a little bit of frustration sometimes because I, I know just how much better we can play, especially based on the way we finished last year. But I know we've got to work to get to where we want to be, so we'll continue to work. Yeah, and that frustration from Ron pretty clearly is with the defense. Now, something that's come up quite a bit is whether the defensive problems are more on the players or the coaches. And to me, the answer is the players. Now, I reserve the right to change that answer based on new information. And I certainly don't want to absolve Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio of all blame. But players need to play the scheme correctly. Here was Ron on Wednesday on whether there is anything that he wants to tweak with Washington's defensive scheme. No, I, I, I like what we're doing. I, I do. I, I think there's a lot of things that we do. I, I think that there are some things that, that we can be better at. Uh, and there's some things that we most certainly uh, can go ahead and continue to refine and use. It, it's, it's one of these things that that's just kind of, you know, what we're struggling with right now, and we're going to keep working. Um, I mean, again, like I said, we're two and two, and the thing that we're disappointed is we feel we could be better than that. Yeah, you could be, although you also could be worse than that. But here's what I keep coming back to with this whole players versus coaches, who's more to blame for Washington's defense being so bad debate. Uh, Ron and Jack have presided over multiple great defenses over the years with multiple teams. Washington's defense last season with an at least similar scheme was good, if not great. And so to me, Ron, Jack, and the scheme all get a benefit of the doubt. And especially when we hear about people like Chase Young being out of position, This, to me, is more of a player's thing. Heck, former Old Dominion head coach Bobby Wilder on Wednesday's show, episode 160, told us that Chase Young is out of position 50% of the time this season. That's outrageous, if true. 50%. That's unacceptable, if true. Speaking of Chase Young, Rod on Wednesday was asked to give his evaluation of Chase Young's performance so far this season. Here was Ron's answer. Well, when I look at some of the things he's done and, and, and look at how people react to him and how people have, you know, basically slowed him down, you know, there, there's an impact there still. And I think that's one of the things that we just have to be smart about. Ah, we just have to be smart about. Uh, that was a nice politically correct answer from Ron. Now, I have no problem with Ron giving a nice politically correct answer. I mean, that is a dangerous question. You get asked to evaluate Chase Young so far this season, but there's more to that answer. And that more is Chase needs to do a better job of adhering to the scheme and not being out of position. And he needs to do a better job of overcoming being double teamed, chipped, etc. Or at the very least, needs to do a better job of capitalizing when he isn't being double teamed, chipped, etc. You know, Chase Young is not the first edge rusher in the history of the NFL to be double teamed and chipped, all right? Miles Garrett, Chandler Jones, TJ Watt, they all deal with these things too. Now, can Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio maybe do a better job of scheming around Chase Young being double teamed and chipped? Perhaps, yes. Okay, again, I don't want to just totally absolve Ron and Jack of all blame for the defensive problems, but this to me appears to be much more of a player's thing than a coaching thing. The players need to stick to the scheme more and the players need to be better and they have not been good enough. And of course, the defensive problems are far from just being about Chase Young. Washington's secondary has not been good. Washington's secondary to me has been the biggest problem. 
Uh, William Jackson III has not been good. Overall grade for Pro Football Focus this season of 48.1. That's terrible. Kendall Fuller has not been good. Overall grade for Pro Football Focus this season of 65.1. Landon Collins has not been good. Overall grade for Pro Football Focus this season of 50.3. Bobby McCain, who lectured the media during his postgame press conference after the 34-30 win at the Atlanta Falcons last Sunday, he has not been good. Overall grade for Pro Football Focus this season of 51.9. One of the things that Ron Rivera talked about during training camp was wanting to play more man coverage. Ron on Wednesday on how Washington has done and man coverage so far this season. Well, I think we've done some good things in our man coverages. It's it's hard to to, to sit here and tell you, oh yeah, things are are looking great when you look at what we've done in third down, though. And and, and that's where most of our struggles have have occurred. Um, You you look at some of the first and second down things, especially when it's zero to three yard gain, you feel good about that. And then unfortunately you get into a couple of third down situations and you, you, you take a step back and go, man, you know, how can we miss this or why didn't we do that as, you know, so you just go back to the drawing board and keep working it. Yeah, you can tell listening to Ron that he is aggravated by the defense, especially on third downs and who can blame him, but he and his players have got to get this stuff worked out and it's on those currently on the team to get the defense on track. There is no magic bullet fix. You know, there was a lot of talk over the last 24 hours or so about Washington, say, getting linebacker Jalen Smith, who the Dallas Cowboys released. Uh, Washington reportedly was interested in Smith, but he's reportedly headed for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, There was a lot of talk over the last 24 hours or so about Washington, say, trading for corner Stephon Gilmore. Uh, That didn't happen. The Carolina Panthers got him from the New England Patriots, incredibly, only gave up a 2023 sixth round draft pick. By the way, NFL trades make no sense. Washington, in March 2020, got a 2020 fifth round pick for Quentin Dunbar, and people remember complained about that. The Pats just got a 2023 sixth rounder for Gilmore, who is a much more accomplished corner than Dunbar is. Ron Rivera got more for Dunbar than Bill Belichick got for Gilmore. Go figure. And I know that Gilmore wants a new contract, but so too did Dunbar. And Dunbar, like Gilmore, was coming off injury. Uh, Dunbar, by the way, was just released from the Arizona Cardinals practice squad. Did you see that the other day? Uh, Anyway, there is no magic bullet fix for Washington's defense. Like, I would have been fine with Washington signing Jalen Smith. Uh, I would have been interested in Washington trading for Stephon Gilmore, would have depended on the cost. But as we know now, the cost really wasn't that steep. But the idea here is signing Jalen Smith, trading for Stephon Gilmore, neither transaction was ever just going to magically fix Washington's bad defense. Improvement from within is what needs to happen. There's too much going wrong right now for just one acquisition making everything all right, okay? People need to stick to the scheme. People need to play better. And if, in fact, there is a disconnect between the players and the coaching staff, and to me, it has felt that way for at least a few weeks here, that needs to be worked out. Improvement from within. That's what needs to happen. And that hopefully, finally, will start happening this Sunday against the Saints at FedEx Field. 
So we as Washington football team fans have all been wondering for a while now why Ron Rivera has been so loyal to and so publicly supportive of Dustin Hopkins. Hopkins delivers. No, Hopkins has not been delivering. That's the problem. Uh, He has been a mediocre kicker since joining Washington in September 2015. I did a major deep dive on Hopkins' time with Washington back in August. That was in episode 123 of the podcast. Well, old D-Hop missed not one, but two extra point attempts in the 34-30 win at the Atlanta Falcons last Sunday. Washington on Tuesday signed a kicker to the practice squad, Chris Blewett, who has never kicked in an NFL regular season game. And yes, he's a kicker, and his last name is Blewett. You blew it! Yes, thank you. And so with the signing of Chris Blewett, we on Wednesday, during Ron Rivera's post-practice press conference, had the following exchange between Ron and Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington. You all signed Chris Blewett to the practice squad. What was the uh, intention there behind that move? Have another kicker. Is that... Kind of like with the, uh, you know, having kickers in case there's a COVID issue or Dustin pulls Garner, is that more so competition for Dustin? Well, he's on the practice squad, so it's really just kind of cautionary. All right, so Ron, very much downplaying the significance of Washington signing Chris Blewett. Uh, This seemed like a continuation of Ron standing by Dustin Hopkins. And so Ron, later in his post-practice press conference on Wednesday, got asked about why it has been important to him to continually express confidence in Dustin Hopkins. And Ron finally gave what seemed like an upfront and honest answer about the Hopkins situation. And I thought that this was a very good answer. Take a listen. Uh, Because if I get off on him, um, it could get worse. You know, I mean, that's that's just the way it has to be. I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know, it, it. it's not like you're going to go out there, you know, and 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 pluck a, a kicker that's going to come in and it's going to kick over eighty something percent. You know, that that's the thing. Now, you know, you, you want a little more consistency, especially with the extra points, and he's working on it. And again, it's just one of these things, and hopefully, it'll it'll correct it, and we'll go from there. All right, so you don't have to agree with everything that Ron said there. I don't agree with everything that Ron said there because you can find kickers who will come in and make, say, 85% of field goal attempts. Heck, that's essentially what happened when Washington got Dustin Hopkins. Washington, in September 2015, signed Hopkins and parted with Kai Forbath, Cobra Kai, and Dustin Hopkins ended up being an upgrade. But at least Ron, in that answer, seemed to drop this veneer that, you know, nothing's really been wrong with Dustin Hopkins. You ever watch The Real World on MTV? What are the lines in the opening for The Real World on MTV for years? When people stop being polite and start being real. That was Ron in that answer. He stopped being polite and he started being real regarding discussing the Dustin Hopkins situation. And then Ron got even more real. Ron got asked a follow-up question. Is the importance of sticking by a kicker something that Ron learned during his time as Carolina Panthers head coach because Ron during that time had former Washington kicker Graham Gano as the Panthers kicker for years. Here was Ron's answer. Yep. 
you know, it's crazy because if you look at what Graham did throughout the entire Super Bowl year, you know, he was very, very good, very, very consistent, did a lot of good things. We go into the 2016 season, and he gets sporadic and, and had a rough year. But we stayed with Graham. And then 17, he comes out, and, and, and Graham sets the record. So you, you look at players, and, and, and you try to work with them and, and get a feel and get an understanding. But, you know, sometimes if you quit too soon on a guy, it comes back to get you, too. Because um, up until we ran into Graham, my first two years, I think we went through like four kickers before we, before we got lucky with Graham and, and we were able to have him there for the next seven years. So that right there to me was another good answer from Ron on the Dustin Hopkins situation. Again, you don't have to agree with everything that Ron said, but at least we now finally have a better understanding of why he has been so darn loyal to Hopkins. So Graham Gano, of course, was Washington's kicker at one time. He was Washington's kicker for four games in 2009 and then for all of the 2010 and 2011 seasons. Gano then served as the Panthers kicker for seven seasons, 2012 to 2018, but he was with the Panthers for longer than that. Gano missed the final four games of the 2018 season and all of the 2019 season due to an injury in his left leg, his plant leg. Uh, the Panthers released Gano in July 2020, and now Gano is doing quite well as the New York Giants kicker. Gano, since the start of the 2020 season for the Giants, is, you ready for this? 40 of 42 on regular season field goal attempts. 40 of 42. Dustin Hopkins, since the start of the 2020 season, is 34 of 42 on regular season field goal attempts. Most of you listening know the list of kickers who have left Washington and gone on to great success. David Akers, Graham Gano, Sean Sweezum. A fear is that Hopkins could join that list. Now, that to me isn't a good enough reason to not try to do better than Hopkins as your kicker. Like, you can't operate out of fear. But Ron on Wednesday did a good job of at least explaining his thinking in a saga that very much remains a thing. The Dustin Hopkins saga. Hopkins delivers. Yeah, well, we shall see if Dustin Hopkins delivers. All right. Hope you enjoyed the National League wildcard game. Those of you who watched that on Wednesday night. Great finish. Two out, two run. Walk-off homer by Chris Taylor, who went to Virginia. The Los Angeles Dodgers beat the St. Louis Cardinals 3-1. But the story of the game, in a lot of ways, ex-Nationals and current Nationals. Uh, Max Scherzer was a Dodgers starting pitcher. One run in four and a third innings. He threw 94 pitches over the four and a third innings. Trey Turner was the Dodgers' number three batter. He had two singles. And Juan Soto, was in attendance wearing a Trey Turner Nationals jersey. Uh, Juan Soto, his agent, Scott Boris, and the Nats hitting coach, Kevin Long, were all in attendance. Uh, Max went over to them after the game. Uh, Max was drunk after the game. He admitted to that while shirtless and doing a post-game interview on TBS. That was funny, but great postseason game. Four hours, 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, a nine-inning game with a 3-1 final. Took four hours, 15 minutes, but uh, that is baseball in 2021.
And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 162, will be a football Friday extravaganza. In-depth preview of the 2-2 two and two Washington football team versus the 2-2 two and two New Orleans Saints at FedEx Field Sunday afternoon at 1, including the best of what Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio have to say during their post-practice press conferences on Thursday. My rhyming keys for a Washington win and a special guest to talk Saints, Ross Jackson, the host of the Locked on Saints podcast and the co-managing editor of the Canal Street Chronicles, which is the SB Nation site for the Saints. Also, I'll give you my Goldilocks for college football week six picks against the spreads for what is a loaded Saturday. Maryland at number seven, Ohio State. Virginia Tech, home to number 14, Notre Dame. Virginia at Louisville and Navy, home to number 24, SMU. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk to you on Friday. You know, the culture is actually damn good. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.